Hi, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thank you for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Today's bonus episode is brought to you by our sponsors. The truth is, it's not easy coming up with content for a daily podcast like Executive Presence Morsels. One way I keep things fresh is by constantly learning from others. An easy and convenient way to do this is through audiobooks, and the Rolls-Royce of audiobooks is Audible. Today, our listeners can try a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you credits for up to two premium titles of your choosing, access to the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible Originals. It's a buffet and no credits needed. And a friendly email reminder before your trial ends. Go to www.connectioncounselor.com slash bookme to sign up. And while you're there, check out my latest book reviews. Thank you for supporting our show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Executive Presence Morsels collab series, where together we find out how different disciplines and executive presence go together. I'm Joe Kwan, your host, and today we are honored to have with us Hannes Bend, artist, researcher, and founder of Breathing.ai. Hannes has been creating personalized calming technologies, both screen, audio, and olfactory, for years and has been exhibiting for 15 years as an artist in museums such as the Perez Art Museum and Bronx Museum New York, as well as galleries internationally. In 2016, his team won the award in the panel, Wellbeing Computing, AI Meets Health and Happiness Science at Association for the Advancement of Artificial Intelligence, SS16 at Stanford University. Hannes teaches meditation, yoga, and breathing practices and has trained with Wim Hof for years. He works with private clients in corporate offices, schools, international conferences, museums, and workshops. Hannes, welcome to Executive Presence Morsels. So excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. <laughs> so I met Hannes through um, an acquaintance, a mutual acquaintance and friend of ours, John B. White, and was super excited to learn about the area uh, that Hannes works in, which is in breathing. Uh, and the importance of breathing to our overall health as well as well-being. So Hannes, just to get us started, um, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about something important that more people should really understand about the importance of breathing in our lives. Nice, yeah, I love to talk about breathing. Oftentimes we breathe too shallow, especially because there's so much like stress in our lives. We breathe through our upper chest mostly only, and it's very shallow. And uh, one simple benefit is to really center ourselves 
bring ourselves into the present moment and to breathe deeper through our belly and through our nose and just taking a letting go exhale. So that's also scientifically studied to improve the amount of oxygen that flows into our lungs, get us more energy, um, you know, gets us out of our mind and simply makes us feel better. And it's such a simple thing, but we don't have that awareness oftentimes. So just such a simple thing, like a deep breath and a letting go exhale can just immediately boost our energy levels. And I'm curious, um, when did you kind of discover um, these sorts of benefits? How did you sort of come across um, this originally and kind of what difference has it made perhaps in your life, in your health? Yeah, I will. I got into this. We, through um, research on meditation, we did a neuroscience at the University of Oregon with um, Michael Posner and other renowned researchers. I was spearheading some studies on comparing different meditation techniques. But the thing was always just like, you know, you, you don't focus on your uh, thoughts, you focus on, you know, other things, but different types of meditation practices, but nothing was as profound as a study I saw on breathing. There was one study um, that was a study on Wim Hof's breathing technique that showed that people through simple breathing techniques in 20 to 30 minutes were able to change their pH levels, to change their blood oxygen saturation, and were able to resist the injection of E. coli bacteria. So they were the people in a very harsh study setting were injected with E. coli bacteria and were able through 20 to 30 minutes of simple breathing techniques able to resist that and have a very good immune system response. And that just kind of blew my mind. And I wanted to learn more. And then I started to work with Wim Hof and that was around like 2014, 2015. And he's a world renowned um, breathing master, now very famous. And uh, I got personally also into this because I had a lot of anxiety and depression. So I did a lot of different meditation techniques prior to that for many, many years, but they always required a lot of habit formation. You needed to you know, have a regular practice, go back to them and you know, sit somewhere for an hour, meditate or so. So nothing was as simple as like, you know, very powerful breathing techniques. And you know, now I can be aware of my breathing while we're talking. You know, I can just take a deeper inhale and bring myself into the present moment when I, you know, sometimes what I should I'm going to say, right? Like I'm nervous or so. And then I can take a deeper breath and bring myself back. And I also know that, you know, it improves my nervous system, you know, uh, my nervous system response, my immune system response. I haven't gotten sick for six, seven years since then. Um, been pretty healthy and happy. And uh, yeah, I think like I highly recommend different breathing techniques. We all have we all can, you know, benefit from more oxygen, you know, because all human blood is red and needs oxygen and we all have lung wings. So that's something I think that's very uniting too. you know, it's not like for some people, different meditation techniques are better, but I think better breathing is it generally um, improves the human condition for all of us. Now, what's amazing about what you're saying to me, and it really um, resonates with me is, you know, breathing is, a pretty simple <laughs> kind of thing that we all know how to do. And, and even the techniques that you learn, you can, you can learn the techniques. It's not like hitting a golf ball or flying a jet plane. It's, it's breathing. And these benefits, like you described, and I had heard about that study as well with the E. coli, really um, amazing kind of stuff. Um, 
are so much more accessible. And then you mentioned how meditation can, you know, require a lot of habit formation and, and complexity. Um, it's so amazing that breathing, which is, I think is accessible to pretty much everyone um, can make such a difference in people's lives. Yeah, it is. And the, the thing is that we started that way when we <laughs> entered, entered this planet, because we all breathe through a belly first. Um, mm -hmm. So diaphragmatic breathing is what babies do, right? When they come, um, when they were born for the first few years, it's only that the chest muscles, um, the, the muscles for breathing through a chest are being developed at the age of around two or three. Mm -hmm. So somehow in human history, I feel like we forgot about the belly breathing because we probably adapted um, more shallow breathing from our parents. But evolutionary, I feel it makes sense to actually start with belly breathing, then add the chest breathing. So, you know, with every inhale, you know, we get so much more oxygen in and then thereby, you know, we need, you know, probably no medication or anything. And we can just kind of, you know, live a very healthy life but it's been very forgotten. And I think knowing that it helps us doesn't mean that we do it all the time. And you mm. know, what I mean? so it's kind of like when we forget about these things, we need a reminder. And, you know, if we haven't done a lot of breathing awareness, like I've done, you know, thousands of hours of, of breath work and guided it to thousands of people, you know, then I'm more aware of that because I have the practice. So, um, you know, if we train kids younger about breathing awareness, uh, you know, then they, probably develop like those um you know connections in their brains through their breathing you know earlier on and strengthen those so when we do it later in our lives we probably need to put in more hours to you know bring that awareness into our lives but um i think it could be very very helpful to put that into the educational system early on to train kids at an early age to breathe better so they will remember that through their lifetime what i remember is always like a friend of mine who said you know, he's a single father with, I think, three kids and, um, you know, have raised his kids for decades. And I said, like, oh, wow, how could you do that in New York? You know, you had such a stressful job sustaining yourself with that. And he said, like, it's belly breathing. It's diaphragmatic breathing. He learned it in his 20s or so. Um, and then he kept that awareness of his breathing, deep breathing. And it helped him, you know, to be a single father to have a successful career and, you know, and get very sick, very seldomly or not at all. And a lot of those examples I heard, and obviously there's studies that always showing the benefit diaphragmatic breathing. So how can we bring that more into our daily awareness? We're so busy with tasks, you know, and we don't necessarily have the time to sit down. And that's, that's kind of what we're working on with our technology too. But I think that's in general, I think something I, I um, I think every human can benefit from you know unless they're trained in in belly breathing and uh, it's such a you know such a beautiful simple thing but uh, you know we sometimes we might um, not have the connections from our brain to our breathing to kind of you know remind us and uh, you know it sounds it sounds sometimes easy when we know something is good but we don't always do it and the you know the why is always says the thing um, we need to then work on like how can we remind ourselves and what is why are we not remembering ourselves to do that. Yeah, what's um, fascinating to me is if you stop just for a moment and think about it, the, the value of breathing in terms of stress and health, um, you know, even makes it into our language, right? Like if there's something difficult going on, someone you might say to a friend, take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. 
right? Like, like we kind yes, of know intuitively exactly. that, that there is some value to the breathing, but to your point, something about our culture or the way we're raised, we, we kind of shift from that diaphragmatic breathing to the chest breathing. Now for people who aren't as familiar um, with the concept of diaphragmatic breathing, and I'm familiar with it from studying Aikido and, and other things that I've done, but maybe um, for someone who's hearing it for the first time, um, Hannes, maybe uh, for example, if you're training someone, um, how do you explain it so people understand the difference um, so maybe they can start to play around with it and get the benefit? Yeah, if somebody listens, they're just like placing one hand on the belly and one hand on the chest as a simple thing where we can feel how we're breathing. And oftentimes we only notice when we're inhaling that the chest expands a little bit. What we want to get to is basically expanding our belly on the start of the inhale. So sometimes people think like, oh, the belly expands on the exhale and then letting go exhale a little bit. but where we really want to get to that our belly on the start of the inhale expands. So there's a diaphragmatic breathing muscle that is um, kind of like between our rib cage and our belly there. And that's oftentimes not very utilized uh, at all. So it doesn't, it doesn't have a lot of strength as a muscle, but I, uh, there's a lot of scientists that even say that's the most important muscle we have because it's, there's so many health benefits. So if we train how we to train to expand our belly, to see if we have our hand on our belly button there. How can we expand with every inhale our belly a little bit more? And that's a little bit like, you know, if you think of, um, if you think of it in the exercise, every time we do that a little bit more, we can expand it more, then we train that breathing muscle a little bit more. And we bring that awareness, you know, from a breathing muscle to our brain. So like every inhale, trying to bring awareness there and expanding our belly a little bit, kind of almost like pushing our belly towards our hand on the inhale and then expanding our chest. So first always expanding, trying to expand the belly and then the chest. Um, and it, it takes some, some practice sometimes um, for people who are not familiar with belly breathing, it might take a while the, to expand the belly a little bit, like maybe the upper belly, but it gets easier over time. And then there's a lot of, um, sometimes it might feel like a little bit of a workout in the beginning, but then later on when it comes like a natural thing. And um, one thing I just, I always think it's, it's a six pack free zone when you do that. Cause I feel in our society, we're so trained to constantly be on fight or flight on alert mode. And I think part of that is also the six pack culture, really trying to let go of the idea to like have this, this packed in belly, the six pack belly is also very important and sometimes people are not comfortable letting go of that kind of like tight belly but i highly recommend that i have no problem with you know having a big belly because i know <laughs> it brings a lot of joy and uh, so that's always like, this thing of like every breathing session is like try to let go like for this you know 30 minutes or five minutes or whatever long it is trying to let go of the goal of having a six-pack belly here right now and and oftentimes that's like you know people unconsciously hold this tension there and, you know, and then it's like, oh, wow, you know, if I just let go of this, allow myself to have a big belly and joyfully to breathe in through my belly, you know, how much better can I actually feel? And when you think of like the, you know, the images of the Buddha or of a lot of people who, you know, um, you know, they, they're very healthy and, and happy, you know, they oftentimes have a big belly, you know, even in, in mythologies and stuff. So um, it's oftentimes the Western culture that, that emphasizes six pack, but also in Western culture, you know, we have this drive of like being constantly in alert mode and kind of like in survival mode. 
So I feel like there's a connection there. Um, and uh, that might be something, you know, people are just like, oh, maybe having a little bit of a bigger belly, at least on the inhale, can benefit me so much. And uh, and uh, just exploring how one feels, you know, because there's, we have about 500 million alveoli. These are like little, um, they look like balls a little bit, like spheres in our lung wings. And 500 million, or like between four to 700, it's giant. We have that like field of all those spheres in our lung wings, but only, you know, the upper, like only a small portion surface of that gets oxygen when we're breathing shallow, you know? so. Can imagine we have this giant field of you know 500 million spheres in our lung wings but only a portion of them gets all the oxygen when we breathe shallow but if we breathe deeper this giant you know field of of alveoli of hundreds of millions that get so much more oxygen and you know it's unimaginable 500 million but if, you know if we open up you know breathe through our belly expand our chest so much as much as possible we allow all this oxygen to come into our lung wings and to nourish really all these hundreds of millions of alveoli of this like air sacs there are these balls and they can then take in all the oxygen and spread it through our whole body and you know give us so much energy in our brain and every cell you know my mentor Wim Hof always talks about the mitochondria being this energy house also um communicating with a researcher at the Columbia University on mitochondria they're very very powerful and like better breathing really also energizes them it's a very novel um, field of study so it's so profound throughout the whole body to breathe better and you know brings like more oxygen to our brain to like the you know the inner um, powerhouses of our, our cells the mitochondria and you know it's 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 so unexplored. It's really fascinating. And I, as you can tell, I can talk about this forever. But um, you know, just that image of like having these hundreds of millions of alveoli, and there we really, with every inhale, we don't nourish them enough when we breathe only shallow. And uh, we take about you know fifteen or twenty breaths in, in a minute, which is way too much and way too shallow. If we breathe deeper and slower and more more expansive, we can get so much more oxygen in and um, and calm ourselves down, energize ourselves more. Um, but yeah, <laughs> there's so much more fascinating statistics, but um, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention all of those for sure. Well, one thing I love about what you're sharing with us, Hannes, is um, <clears throat> this technique or technology or process, however you want to call it, it's, available to us right now and no one really needs to know that you're doing it right like you can't stop in the yeah. middle of a business meeting fold your legs go into lotus position and start meditating right like people are going to be like what's wrong yeah, with this yeah, person yeah. but breathing yeah. like proper breathing no one needs to be like oh my gosh this person's not you're just breathing in a slightly different way and you can get all the benefits without it being like okay everyone stop i need to like breathe for 10 minutes like you can do it in flight so yeah. to speak Exactly. Yes. And like the more training we give ourselves, you know, and then the easier it comes later and we don't need to do that training anymore. That's the beauty of breathing techniques. If you learn it. So when I have private clients, you know, right now I'm just running my, my company, but years ago I had a lot of private clients. I would say, like, I just want to do one to three sessions with you. You do it by yourself a little bit, and then you have that breathing awareness. So you don't need to sit down. You don't need a coach. You know, you, you develop 
those kind of brain breathing muscles almost, you know, in your brain. And then whenever you, wherever you are, whenever you need more oxygen, you know what to do in that moment, you know, it could be a business meeting, you know, it could be being outside in the cold and, you know, instead of like tensing up, relaxing your body and taking a deep breath in helps also with the cold there. You know, if you know you're having, you know, a rough time, you're getting a little bit of a cold or so, you know, breathing better, like helps us also to energize and to recover faster, um, all those things. And it's really like Wim Hof oftentimes talks about it, like it being a second nature, you know? So you want to mm. have that secondary awareness, you know, like you always have this awareness of what's going on, you know, the visual awareness, you know, what do I need to do? What task at hand, but underneath that, you can have this awareness of your breathing. It's, it's funny sometimes read about, oh, it's like an unconscious process versus like Vim, I, and a lot of other people, they develop this constant breathing awareness, you know? So we, it doesn't have to be unconscious. And there's a lot of benefits on being kind of slightly, uh, you know, half aware of that, you know, it could really be in any kind of task, writing an email, um, being in a business meeting, you know, that we are aware of how can I breathe better right now and still talk to that person, you know, take awareness of the space, um, be more present, you know, have more energy as an executive or so in that room right now through better breathing. So, um, or as an employee, you know, so it's very powerful in any situation. And it's really like a, a, like an awareness we can have underneath all the other tasks we're doing. Yeah. You know, uh, one thing you mentioned is um, the breathing having a benefit of, you know, calming you. And, and one thing that I always stress in terms of executive presence is the concept of, of equanimity, right? Just a fancy way of saying, you know, staying calm under pressure, because as employees, as executives, as, as a leader, um, stressful things are going to happen to you. And how we react um, has an outsized impact both on our ability to perform ourselves as well as the confidence that other people have in us when they see, do we just freak out or are we able to sort of take that in stride? Even though something you know very difficult and stressful is happening, are we able to maintain sort of our same level and deal with it um, in a better way? And talk to us a little bit about the benefits of, of diaphragmatic or, or belly breathing in terms of staying on an even keel and, and the benefits of being more calm, perhaps in situations that um, an ordinary person would understandably not be so calm. Yeah, I, what immediately came to mind was an example I, I had at a, where I, like I was using a computer, like I had all my data on there. I came in and, and somebody there didn't know that I was working on that computer and, and kind of like, reset everything and everything was gone i oh, came no. in there and then i was but i know like one of the the other ones was aware of me also doing a lot of breathing exercises so i was i was standing there they were looking at me oh my god you know like here's hannah ceo of breathing ai like all this data or something and then i i was just staying calm but i i was talking with them about what happened and how we can maybe you know fix it and and I, I wasn't aware of necessarily like, like you know I, like that I was breathing or something but uh, deep breathing but it was probably like was second nature but I remember like the one who knew me well he came up to me later and he said like I have so much more respect for you right now because you walk the talk because I saw you deepening your breathing especially when this stuff happened there and you came in and instead of like freaking out 
you were there, you kind of like, you, you visibly breathed deeper, calmed yourself down, and then, you know, responded in a way that was trying to resolve the situation. And, um, and that was nice, you know, and it's kind of like the direct feedback I got afterwards, where we're like, oh, you know, like I probably went before, before I did the deep breathing awareness, and maybe when I did a lot of um, meditation only or yoga, I wouldn't have been able to have that, you know, so that's kind of, um, it's kind of where I directly had that feedback. And I think in general, like in meetings, I, I always try to be aware of my, of my, um, you know, belly breathing. And I think there's so many benefits to that. And um, that's just one example, but I think it kind of exemplifies that, you know, sometimes I might not be aware of like how I'm, how it helps me to benefit, but then somebody who knows what I'm practicing, they can observe me probably be doing that. And, um, and yeah, and it's also like breathing together at the start of a meeting is very um, impactful for the whole group. You kind of, you know, you all take a, a deep breath together, like a few of those deep breaths. I sometimes do it when I am a keynote speaker or like in a panel or so, just inviting everybody to just take a really deep inhale and a letting go exhale. I just did it at Northeastern University two weeks ago there. And it's just, it's so beautiful when you hear everybody just take a, you know, just focusing on the present moment, taking a deep breath in, letting go exhale. And then, you know, you kind of reset the whole room and the whole environment and, you know, everything opens up for everybody in the room, you know, and everybody, you know, is on the same, in the same presence in that sense. And so there's a lot of benefits on that and not only to calm regarding equanimity, but also, you know, to curiosity, I think. So it's, is also like memorization, for instance, there's studies that it helps memorize things and recall um, recall things. So if we're doing breathing exercise in the start of the meeting, we might not only, you know, have a more calming and, and powerful presence, but we also might be able to remember things better to, you know, you know, then to like being aware or later on what happened in the meeting versus to, you know, having to take notes because we really remember things so much better when we breathing deeper and because uh, it creates longer wavelengths in our brain as well and those led to you know more connections between the different brain regions and then we can remember those different events versus if we're breathing more shallow we're in a kind of fight or flight mode so we you know we kind of need like a lot of note-taking recordings and stuff to you know to remember what the, all the things that happen because when we're tense you know we only remember we have this like one track focus you know like the survival focus of like this one task I need to do, you know, this person tells me this thing, or I need to accomplish this one thing right now. And then the next thing versus if we breathe deeper, you know, like there's like a whole wide range of possibilities are opening up. You know, we see things more clearly, we comprehend things more and, um, and we need less tools, you know, and as like note-taking or so. So um, yeah, but there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of benefits I just mentioned, but there's like so many more. Yeah, well, I, I love what you're saying about um, the fight or flight mode and how that can um, not always be the best mode to be in, especially in problem solving. And I love your story about, um, you know, the person losing the data um, on the work you were doing. And as you were telling that story, you know, I could just imagine, you know, you're, you're the CEO of the company, right? If you respond in a way that's very, you know, um, kind of fearsome and, and, and kind of puts the fear of God into that technology person, like in my mind, they go into fight or flight mode, their brain gets very narrow, 
right? Now they're yeah. like thinking, oh my God, have I lost my job? What about my health insurance? They're not thinking about solving the problem because mm-hmm. they're just trying to stay alive. But you know, by you as, as an executive, by showing that executive presence, by being able to stay focused on solving the problem and not letting your understandable, you know, uh, reaction, which, which is not, a, you know, which is not like, oh, I'm glad that the data got lost. Of course, you're upset about it. That's normal. But by being able to stay focused, you know, with the help of the deep breathing on, on the problem solving, it allows that other person to bring their best problem solving skills to the situation as well. And I think that's what your coworker noticed. Yes, exactly. It's like, it's a mutual benefit and also seeing, seeing how, seeing the, the impact it has on other people is very, is very good to like, it has impact on ourselves, but it's the whole room changes if everybody breathes a little bit deeper. I feel almost it's, um, you know, we're breathing deeper, we're more calm, we're present. You can, you can sense it also when we're breathing deeper, the heart rate, we're breathing more shallow, the heart rate is faster. There's studies even that people, you know, in close, close proximity, if they know each other, their heart rates are becoming a little more in sync and stuff. There's a lot of things we can do when we, you know, breathe more calmly and everybody is more calm, presence in the moment there and in the same room. And um, yeah, it's, it's really underutilized. And starting starting any kind of session with like a few joint breathing, I think should be, should be something, you know, company could implement. But there's also, there are with you know any kind of religious practice or you know it's like breathing we all know you know breathing is probably you know very very helpful for for health and there's not nothing associated in terms of you know if we think about meditation like can i do it you know there's this religion or stuff or yoga you know so so it's also something that is more like science driven and health driven breathing than and performance driven you know then um so i think a lot of companies can can use that to their benefit and you know just trying it out you know how does it feel if you start a a meeting with you know a few joint deep breaths in and out um you know or just personally for oneself you know just before walking into the room how does it feel you know take a deep inhale and like a letting go exhale you know a lot of people do that intuitively by themselves before they go into deep meeting it's like you know standing in front of the door before you go into the room like you know, we oftentimes do that, but, you know, what if we would do that during the meeting intentionally, you know, and uh, um, there's no downside to better breathing, really, and that's the beauty of it. You know, I just had a, uh, I just had a bit of a slogan pop into my mind, you know, like Hannes Bend, you know, changing the world one breath at a time, right? Like, like uh, they've done studies that show like when people are connected, right, whether it's through a relationship or whether through it's a team sort of uh, initiative, we tend to go to get into sync with each other without even trying. It's just a natural thing that we do as human beings. And I imagine the same thing happens with with our breathing. And the the fascinating thing to me is you can do it both ways, right? Like you can have the sync happening and then the breath lines up or you can actually start with the breath to sort of um, jumpstart the the sinking, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think where I, you know, I also think and feel about the, that the same way. It's just like, it is like, um, it's becoming in sync a little bit in some ways. And it's also gets us out of our head. You know, oftentimes we have assumptions about each other as people and the, the you know, they're oftentimes false, right? We, we create assumptions and, that, and that's 
you know, struggle of all humanity, we think we're right. And, you know, there's like different types of leaders. Some leaders are very top down and, and then there's some people who, who are better at, you know, listening to advisors and then, you know, channeling the different advisors and stuff. But, you know, we can all be more present with breathing. And I think that helps us to be, make that better decisions. You know, either if we have a more top, top down approach or we take advice and it also helps us to, to interact with other people better. So I think it's the, there's a, there's such an, such an opening for breathing in our daily lives. And a lot of people are taking advantage of that. There's a lot of breathing coaches now. I've guided it, you know, to a lot of executives myself. And it, before I became myself, one myself, um, you know, WeWork headquarter at Google, I've done it headquarter here in New York. And, um, and yeah, it's beautiful to see that like, people respond positively to that. And this kind of, you know, it, anybody can try it out, you know, their family or so now with the holidays, just, you know, taking a few deep breaths together, like, how does the room feel, you know, or with the team, you know, how does it feel, you know, just one experiment, you know, what if we all take, you know, three deep breaths together, and just a letting go exhale, you know, how does the room change? You know, does it change? Does it not change? Oftentimes, I would say, um, you know, with, um, it's an assumption now, you know, but it's more like a hypothesis, because it's really like, I feel like it's a, it's, a, it's a fact that, you know, it will open up the room and people feel more open. They, you know, they see more, they're more calm. Um, they have, you know, there's also this visual feel, right? When we're very stressed, we'll have a narrow visual feel because we're in this survival mode, like one thing, one task. You know, if we breathe deeper, we're all of a sudden opening up our visual field. You know, we can see a team more cohesively, you know, interact with the team more cohesively, you know, listen to more people and um, respond more, more mindfully. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Hannes, I like to end um, each session with a similar question to get the insight uh, from our expert guests, such as yourself. Um, so the question is, uh, the definition of executive presence um, that I use is it's the ability to inspire confidence that you can lead well in a given situation. The ability to inspire confidence that you can lead well in a given situation. So for people who are listening and who want to improve their executive presence, would love to hear from your perspective um, how breathing could help accomplish uh, that goal. Yeah, I do think when we when we are calm, when we have a powerful presence in the moment, you know, people naturally gravitating to you know what do we have to you know so what do we have to um, suggest? What do we have? It, you know, in store for decision making, for guiding others. You know, if we we are very like tense person person in the room, if we seem very stressed ourselves. People have to follow us because of the you know, role we have. Mm -hmm. They might have to do it, but they they might do it with some discomfort. You know, so in the end, they're trying to you know maybe they're resigning, maybe they get more stressed and stuff, and creates a tense environment. But if we through better breathing have a more calm presence, a powerful presence, a joyful presence more, a presence that other people admire, you know, they're more likely to listen, to, to see and to hear us and then to follow us, you know, and or accompany us on the path we're suggesting um, or, you know, deciding on. And I think that's, that's the thing we can really accomplish with, you know, better breathing, to be more present in the moment, 
have a, you know, a more powerful presence, more joyful and inspiring presence. And that's really, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a secret, but hopefully it's not a secret soon anymore. Cause you know, if we are all more present in the moment and, you know, more healthy and happy, um, you know, we we're be able to, you know, have better, you know, teams have better companies and, you know, we all thrive as a society, as a humanity, as the planet. Yeah. I think that's a, a, a wonderful wish uh, for 2022 and onwards. Um, now, Hannes, I know you have some cool technology that you've been working on with your company. Um, maybe you could share with us a little bit about that. And also, if people want to learn more or to get in touch with you, the best way to do that as well. Oh, thank you so much for asking me. Yeah, I'm the CEO and founder of Breathing AI. So like, you know, breathing.ai. Um, that's we are basically creating relaxing experiences to reduce stress and improve performance on screens. Um, you know, so we're doing that through patented technology that you know integrates healthier habits into our tech life. So you know, if you're working on your computer right now, we have a browser extension out. People can try out for free. It's called Breathing.ai on the Chrome Store. And, you know, it suggests you like breaks, you know, breathing, movement, better posture. Oftentimes we sit more tense, you know, we can always relax our shoulder a little bit more, you know, take a deeper breath in, um, you know, other exercises that are very, very helpful. You know, we have color filters, we have soothing background sounds, and then we also use a personalization, you know, so we all, you know, have a very static, you know, screens that don't adapt to us. So we are actually creating technologies using machine learning that learn about each of our, you know, breathing patterns, heart rate, our responses to different, you know, colors and contrast and brightness. And then our technology personalizes those colors, contrast, brightness to each, um, you know, each screen user's breathing patterns, heart rate. So we breathe better, you know, and we're more present. So um, it's a complex technology, but in the end it makes the, the screens we have more adaptive and I almost think about like what we have right now as technologies is the black and white TV from back then. <laughs> so our company develops kind of like the personalized, truly personalized technologies that is adaptive to our well-being. You know, so in the future, if you, if, if our technology becomes more and more integrated, when you're texting with somebody, when you're emailing, that text bubble, that like email inter, you know, screen that color might change based on what you, your nervous system might, you know, find more calming, you know? So we all have going to be, have different personalized screens in the future and voice assistants, voice assistants we're talking to that are personalized to and adaptive to each of our well-being, And that, that's what we're working on. That's what we have the machine learning plan for. And, uh, and yeah, it's very exciting because it's a novel technology. It's really integrating better breathing, you know, better movements, you know, interact with technology as a whole in that sense. And it's it's very exciting and fascinating. So we have a lot of partners. We work with multiple um, universities and institutions. And um, and it's very, very exciting. It's challenging, but it's exciting because it's I think it's a never-ending field to truly, you know, make create adaptive technologies around well-being. And, uh, you know, the long-term goal is really to help, you know, drastically improve human health on a global scale by making this tech we all use, you know, more adaptive. And, you know, even if we could just lower the stress levels five to 10% on a global level, that's gigantic. And, you know, we've shown that, that personalized colors, personalized 
screens. We can, you know, even reduce, you know, and slow down heart rates and breathing patterns by even way more than 10% um, on an individual level. So it's kind of like, how can we, you know, make this scalable and, you know, scale it to a, a collective uh, experience in that sense? Yeah, I mean, that's very exciting. And we spend so much time with our screens, right? It, it makes perfect okay. sense to me that it's a, it's a great area um, to try to yeah. customize. Uh, how can people learn more um, about your company and the technology? Yeah, the company, Breathing AI, so just simple, the website is breathing.ai. Um, we have multiple, like we're on LinkedIn too, on social media accounts on the Chrome store. Our app is called breathing.ai, our extension is called breathing.ai. It runs on any Chromium-based browser, so Brave, Chrome, uh, Opera, trying to extend it right now to um, to other browsers as well. And uh, my email is just hannes at breathing.ai. Um, we're always very excited to talk to, you know, to like strategic partners and so on. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's what we are right now. Um, we're working on like some very comprehensive machine learning studies for the next year, and um, working with really big partners right now for pilots and and so on. And yeah, as you said, like we you know we spend 10, 11 or more hours on on the screen daily, and we're trying to complement you know kind of reduce the stress we have on the screens with you know adding like. 15 minutes meditation, maybe five minutes, maybe 30 minutes. But we have this 11 hours of screen time where we tense up, where we breathe shallow because the technologies are not adaptive to us. So our company really makes that 11 hours of screen time more adaptive so we you know, perform better on the screen when we're using the technologies. You know, we are probably gonna spend less time on the screen because we accomplish things faster. And you know, then we can spend more time with other things instead of you know stressing ourselves out on the screen, and and that's our goal, you know, to make that tech we have more humane, um, you know, more adaptive to our well-being, so we can you know spend more time with one another and on other things than just staring at screens. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much, Hannes, for this uh, valuable work uh, your company is spearheading, and thanks for being our guest on Executive Presence Morsels Collab Series. Thank you so much for having me. And please, if you listen to this, you know, try to take try to take a really deep inhale and a letting go exhale and, and sense how it feels. Thank you.